You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Hello, Maurice. It's always good to see you. Uh, do we have a good crowd tonight? Yes, indeed, Mr. Roll. Excellent, excellent. Time enough to be in the lobby again for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. There's a buzz in the air this season for a couple of reasons. Firstly, that we're well into our tenth summer at the Playhouse with another phenomenal season. And secondly, this also represents the first year of the new Mutual Audio Network, there's been some grand additions because of this new organization. The waterfall on the southwest wall of the lobby, for example. Uh, oh. And uh, that's the signal for the beginning of this week's featured performance. A subdued but immense crowd this evening as we wait for Edward Champion of the Grey Area podcast to set up the players for the performance. Tonight's feature is a modern take on the classic 19th century feminist tale of psychological drama and horror, The Yellow Wallpaper, from Charlotte Perkins Gilman. Adapted in various different performances through the years, including twice with Agnes Moorhead in the lead for Suspense in 1948 and 1957, Fear on Four from BBC Radio, and Chatterbox Audio Theatre by Rob Arnold, tonight's adaptation promises to be... Discover for ourselves as the curtains raise on the yellow wallpaper from Mr. Edward Champion. It is very seldom that ordinary people like John and myself secure retreats for the summer. Look out for the bend. Watch it. I got it. Turn right. Almost there. <laughs> there it is. Look out for the bend. It was a colonial mansion, a hereditary estate. Looks like a haunted house. Don't tempt fate. There was something a little off about the place. Come on, it's a great deal, honey. Better than anything I found on Airbnb. If the house is so good, why hasn't it been rented? Babe. I think you've been reading too many of those Victorian ghost stories. We're moving in to get you well. But I'm feeling... How's the baby doing? This is the first time you've asked. This was our marriage. John, practical in the extreme. No patience for faith. An intense horror of superstition. But every time I try to tell him how I feel, he scoffs at me. Relax. John is a... Doctor. Yes, Dr. Harris. Yes. I'm on the road, but that's all right. John. Yes, yes, uh, sabbatical for three months. Well, I'll have a few stray patients. House call. John is a physician. Perhaps, and I really shouldn't say this, that's one reason I don't get well faster. Thanks for asking. No, my wife is perfectly fine. John. A rest cure. No big deal. You see? He doesn't believe that I'm sick. Uh, yes, we just need to get away from the city for a few months. And what can one do? Uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful up here. If a physician of high standing, someone who is also your husband, assures his friends and loved ones that there is nothing the matter with his wife but temporary nervous depression, 
shorthand for a hysterical tendency that men use to diagnose women more than a hundred years before. What is one to do? And it's just three miles from the village, not far from a cozy cafe. Gluten-free muffins, what a lovely place. John, the baby needs to be fed. Mmm, muffins. Can you help me out? I didn't write for a while in spite of all this, but it does exhaust me a good deal. And a hiking trail? Just lovely. John. I want to write, but my husband and my brother, who is also a physician, both told me that I was absolutely forbidden to work until I am well again. And the trees! Isn't this beautiful? Lovely. The baby. Personally, I disagree with their ideas. Babe, don't walk so fast. You're over-straining yourself. Personally, I believe that congenial work with excitement and change would do me good. Personally, I believe... Hedges and walls? Lovely. Is that a maze? I'm going inside. The baby's hungry. I say nothing more. The baby needs my attention. But the retreat makes me think of those English places that you read about. Hey, check this out. Old school. Who lived here before? I have to go inside. This has to go back a few centuries. Lots of separate little houses for the gardeners and the people. A garden! Yeah, I'll check it out later. To give John some credit, it is a delicious garden. Large, shady, box-bordered paths, long grape-covered arbors with seats. That's lovely. Lovely? Is that all you can say? You keep saying it. Well, it is lovely, and babe, this place is beautiful, and yes, lovely. We're going to get you well, sweetheart. You'll be back on your feet in no time. John, do you have any formula? Shouldn't you be feeding her breast milk? I I mean... That is better for the baby. John says the very worst thing I can do is think about my condition. Wow! Check out the greenhouses! And I confess, it always makes me feel bad. Lovely. I'll need to replace the windows. Man, this place has been empty for years. So I will talk instead about the house. Wow! An improvement on lovely. You have to check this out. There is something strange here. I can feel it. Oh, dear. This is dangerous. I'm taking the baby inside. The greenhouses are all broken now. The baby is fed and sleeps. I don't like our room one bit. Babe, take a look at the moon. It's beautiful. It's... it's very cold, John. The draft. Can you shut the window? It's so hot in here. Would you shut the fucking window? All right. I get unreasonably angry with John sometimes. I never used to be so sensitive. Not before the baby. Just relax, babe. Babe, 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 relax, babe. I think it is due to this nervous condition. Babe? I wanted a room downstairs. Babe, it's going to be okay. One that opened to a piazza and had roses all over the window. Honey? But John would not hear of it. Honey? Only one window. No room for two beds. No room for him if he took another. Have some tea, hun. You're still looking sick. He is very careful and loving, and hardly lets me stir without special direction. Uh, Now, dear, you must take your daily loracidone. He takes all care from me. Come on, hun. It will keep you stable. And so I feel ungrateful not to value it more. There. That's right. Why don't you get some rest? You said I would have all the air I could get. 
Air you can absorb all the time. He keeps me in a big, airy room. Why don't we go back upstairs? A nursery at the top of the house. A place for the baby. There. That's it. Windows that look all ways. I don't like this room. You'll get used to it. The windows are barred for little children. And there are rings and things in the wall. I think this used to be a gym room. Ever hear of that Sandow guy? No. He's in Ulysses. I don't know him. Uh, Come on, you're a writer. You know James Joyce. I do. Big boys and their big books. Anyway, Eugene Sandow believed in a hearty exercise regimen that would make you stronger, but maybe that might be too much for you? Why? You're here to rest. The paint and paper look as if boys have been here. Come on, you'll get used to it. Boys who grow up to explain things to me. Hun? Boys who grow up to speak of men's rights. Babe. Boys who dictate what we can do with our bodies in Georgia. I don't like the room. You'll get used to it. The paper is stripped off in large patches around the headboard of my bed. Just stay in bed, dear. The wallpaper. The awful wallpaper. I don't like this room. You'll get used to it. I never saw worse paper in my life. Isn't this lovely? It's all enough to confuse the eye. Pronounced enough to constantly irritate and provoke study. Charming. A pattern of lame, uncertain curves. I follow them all. Each curve suddenly commits suicide. Each curve destroys itself in unheard of contradictions. Marvelous. The color is repellent. Revolting. A smoldering, unclean yellow. Look at all the sunlight. A dull yet florid orange in some places. A sickly sulfur tint in others. Darling? Are you listening? Can you hear me? Do you need more tea? I should hate it if I had to live in this room long. Darling? But here comes John. And I must silence my thoughts. He hates it when I ruminate. He hates to have me write or speak a word. We've been here two weeks. I'm sitting by the window now. I hate this room. Please, stop. John is away all day. He has patience, even up here. There are some nights when his cases are serious. You have one new message. Darling, uh, so sorry, I am tied up in Middlefield. A woman with gout, a very serious case, a a painful case, not unlike that James Joyce story. I'm glad my case is not serious. I I should be back around eight. Let me know if you'd like me to order time. There is nothing to hinder my writing, save lack of strength. The baby cries. I do not know if it is a ghost. I felt fine before. Before the baby. Hush! No! No! Hush! No, I don't want it! Get rid of it! Honey, everything is going to be fine. Is it mine? But of course it's yours. Hush! No, it's not mine! Honey, I- I'm right here. Hush! It's not mine! It's not my baby! Hush! Don't worry, dear. We're going to be one happy family. No. Fuck Hush! You. Fuck your family! Hush! No! I- Fuck you! It's not mine! John always seemed to know what he was doing. And now we are here. One happy family. These nervous troubles are dreadfully depressing. John does not know how much I suffer. He knows there is no reason to suffer. And that satisfies him. 
Of course, it is only nervousness. I no longer know if the baby is real. But I hear it crying and sometimes... Mommy? Sometimes the child disappears. Come, child. Mommy? I don't know when Mary comes, but it is fortunate that Mary is so good with babies. Mommy? Such a dear baby. Come, child. I meant to be a help to John. A comfort to my husband. And here I am, a burden already. What is one to do? Mommy? And yet, I cannot be with him. It makes me so nervous. John, I need you to repaper the room. But I have to hit Heath. I'll do it when I get back. I need you to do it now! I can't stand the yellow! <laughs> Honey, relax. Maybe Mary can do I it. I suppose John never was nervous in his life. He said that... The paper is getting to you, sweetheart. Uh, but you know, this place is doing you good. It's not! I want to go back to the city. We're only here for three months. Why don't we go downstairs? The rooms are better there. You're a blessed little goose. Is that from Ulysses? Maybe. We could hit the cellar if that's what you want. I would not want to make John uncomfortable on a whim. I'm really quite fond of the big room. But the paper. So awful. And at least there's the windows where I can see... People walking down paths and arbors. I don't see anyone. The lane, John. Look at the lane. You've always had a great imagination, my dear. Uh, but now that you're so um, uh, nervous, maybe you might want to keep this in check. Your stories seem to be unsettling you. If only I were well enough to write a little. I might unload this burden of ideas and find rest. But I get very tired when I try. I wish I could get well faster. Look at me. When John isn't around, the wallpaper speaks to me. I'm here. I'm your friend. Leave me alone! There's this spot where the pattern droops and two big eyes stare at you upside down. Look at me. No! I feel the paper crawling around the room. The eyes follow me, moving up and down, one higher than the other. I'm here. Stop! I never saw anything have so much expression. The furniture. Downstairs. We need more of it. When I was a child, there was one chair that always seemed like a strong friend. You can put the bureau there, right next to the bed. You're doing a great job. This is quite nice. Lovely. The wallpaper is torn off in spots. The floor is scratched. The bed came with the room, but the place quite nice. Lovely. Hello there, dear. Are you feeling any better? Jeannie, John's sister. I don't mind this room a bit. Why, if I didn't have to be back at Charlemont to bake cupcakes, I'd move in right now. A perfect housekeeper. But the paper, John. Are you sure? She thinks it's the writing that's made me sick. But she does look after me. Here, dear. I've brought you some soup. Lentil soup that I made from scratch. Take slow sips. Where's the baby? The baby is fun. <laughs> Where's my baby? The baby is fun. Fun? The baby is fine. I see you're not hearing me. That's okay. Just rest, dear. Just rest. Don't eat the soup. You must stay sick with me. No! Oh, I'm, so I'm sorry. Let me clean up the mess. Oh, no. I'll go get John. No, just just go! But I... Oh, fuck you! Leave me in peace! Good. Cheer up, dear. Your party's tomorrow. It will be very nice. More tapas on tap than you and your hunky husband had at your wedding reception. Hunky? He's your brother. I can see a strange, provoking, formless figure shifting behind the paper. It is a silly and conspicuous design. Hell of a party, John. 
I don't understand Beyonce at all. <laughs> Far cry from James Joyce, I'll tell you. Part of the great American tradition. Really? See you on the green, John. America, I'll give you a handicap. America, we can make it great again. That would be nice. I just don't get her. Who? Beyonce. I just don't understand Lemonade. Better call Becky with the good hair? Why does she have to sing about her love life? What does she have to prove? Who's actually listening to her? Many. How many? More than you know. <laughs> Is she gonna be alright? Thank you for coming. Oh, the party's over? <laughs> Your wife, John. She said nothing. Thank you for coming. The tapas are great. The tapas are great. Great. Lovely. Delicious. A success. Lovely. Well, the 4th of July is over. John thought it might do me good to have people over. But the people are gone and I am tired out. Where did your wife go? Tragic. Is she okay? You're a saint, John. A real man of character. <laughs> a damn fine doctor. America! One more canopy for the road? We have so many of them. Hey, but what about- Thank you for coming. I didn't do a thing. Hello? Why did she behave that way? It will be fine, John. I don't understand. We went to great expense. It wasn't the right time. Don't worry, we can throw another party. But I have a reputation. My medical practice. They don't blame you, John. What? They know it's not your fault. Jeannie sees to everything now. I no longer see Mary. Perhaps John can no longer afford her. You're going to have to take your meds. Where's John? He's downstairs, but you need to rest. Please, take these. John says he may send me to Weir Mitchell in the fall if I don't pick up faster. I cry at nothing, and cry most of the time. <laughs> of course, I don't cry when John is here, or anybody else. But when I am alone... <laughs> And I am alone a good deal just now. And I'll be home later. John is kept in town very often by serious cases. Can I just have some time to myself? Painful cases. But of course. Jeannie is good and lets me alone when I want her to. I walk a little in the garden, sit under the porch, but mostly lie up here in the room. Good. I'm getting really fond of the room. Stay. We are together. I'm getting really fond of the room, in spite of the wallpaper. Stay in bed. Weep with me. Perhaps because of the wallpaper. I don't know why I should say this. I don't want to. I don't feel able. John would think it absurd, but I must say what I feel and think in some way. It is such a relief. Don't say anything at all. I won't. You're saying something. But the effort is getting to be greater than the relief. Try this. What is it? It's a tonic. A tonic? Dear John, he loves me very dearly and hates to have me sick. I I'd like to go and visit Cousin Henry and Julia. Darling, we, we threw you a party. It was not for me. You won't be able to stand another visit. Please, John. Please. <laughs> You're not making a very good case for yourself. Please, John. I, I want to get well. You are, my darling babe. Babe, babe, darling. You are all that I have. You must take care of yourself. For my sake. For the baby's sake. Dear John. But the wallpaper. Hello. You must stop talking about the wallpaper. You can't let your imagination carry you away like this. You have to get well. The baby is well. The child. The baby is well and happy. Didn't you hear me? What? The baby is well. Jeannie is looking after her. She's my daughter. 
and you can take care of her all you like as soon as you get well. I never thought of it before. But it is lucky that John kept me here after all. It's easier to be in this room than to take care of the baby. It is so hard to talk. What is it? She won't. Why? So hard. I think it's a good time. He doesn't listen. I think it's a good time to talk. He doesn't listen. Why? The the lease is up in three weeks. We haven't finished the repairs. I have patience. Many patients. I I can't possibly leave town right now. But if you're in any danger... But I'm a... I'm... I'm a doctor, you know. A doctor? Very fine man. So is my brother. Where is he? In Kolkata. Unreachable. But I'm here. And so am I. You really are better. Your appetite is returning. My appetite is better in the evening, when you're here. But when you're away, Uh, I... Bless her little heart. As sick as she pleases. Why Why don't we get some sleep and talk about this in the morning? He doesn't listen. You won't go away? If he does, I'll be here. But how can I go away, my dear? Only three weeks more. Three weeks. Three weeks! And then we'll take a nice little trip while Jeannie takes care of the house. We must leave it in proper care. It can't be cared for. It needs to breathe. Really, my dear, you're looking much better. You are! He doesn't listen. Better in body, perhaps. Now, dear, neither does she. Jeannie, go downstairs. Perhaps some more of that restorative lentil soup? Okay. I also have some cupcakes. I make quite a lot of them. Never stop making, never stop baking. I don't want soup. I don't want cupcakes. I don't want any of your- Really, dear. It's going to be all right. You don't know the wallpaper. What are you saying? Never mind. Darling, I beg of you. He doesn't listen. I beg of you for my sake, for your child's sake. He doesn't listen. He won't listen. And for your sake, please don't entertain such notions. There is nothing more dangerous. He doesn't see. What? He won't see. It's false. It's foolish. Do you not trust me? You are my husband. I am a physician. Can you not trust me? He doesn't listen. He won't see. Go to sleep, darling. Please. He thought I was asleep first, but I wasn't. I lay there for hours as the... Study me. As the front pattern and the back pattern of the wallpaper. You think too much. I say nothing to the wallpaper. The front paper and the back pattern of the wallpaper. Well, did they move together or separately? Be with me. Sleep. There was a lack of sequence. A defiance of law. A baby. No! A constant irritant to a normal mind. Look at me. No! You must study the pattern. You think you have mastered it. The pattern? What are you waiting for? But just as you get well underway in following, it turns a back somersault and there you are. Jeannie? Jeannie? Stop! I'll go check in on her. It slaps you in the face. Please! You're hurting me! You You want me. Knocks you down and tramples upon you. It is like a bad dream. Honey? There is one marked peculiarity about this wallpaper. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. A thing nobody seems to notice but myself. And that is that it changes as the light changes. No. No, I can't see. Babe? You must see. I'm blind. When the sun shoots in through the east window. Please! I must see! Then look at me. It changes so quickly that I can never quite believe it! Babe! I'm blind! You're afraid. Honey, this is why I watch it always. You must see! It becomes far. The outside pattern, I mean. 
the room behind it is as plain as can be. You must see. But you were a pattern, yes. I didn't realize you thought me a dim sub-pattern. But I was more than that. I was inside you all along. What's going on in here? Nothing, John. You must lie down. Why? It is very good for you. Why? You must sleep all you can. No! If I have to make you lie down for an hour after every meal... It's a very bad idea. It is. For you see, I don't sleep. Come on. Are you okay? The wallpaper. She's fine. She sounds different. She's the same. I'm not. The fact is... I'm getting a little afraid of John. Uh, sit right down. I'm making us all sausage frittatas. I don't eat sausage. You see, I've caught John looking several times at the paper. Come on, sausage is good for you. Protein! And Jeannie, too. <laughs> Look, dear, the baby is eating the sausage. I caught Jeannie with her hand on it once. What are you doing? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Go back to sleep. I was watching you. What are you doing with the paper? Nothing, dear. You need to rest. No! Why would you do that? What? You frightened me. Why are you touching it? You must be careful. Your clothes are all... Yellow. Yellow. It's all over your clothes and John's and... I need you to leave. My dear, all of us care for you. You must be more careful. Now, get some rest. No! 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 I've changed. I think I'm better now. Life is more exciting now than it used to be. Are you awake? She's awake. John is so pleased to see me improve. <laughs> Babe, the color has returned back to your face. <laughs> I'm doing much better. I had no intention of telling him that it was because of the wallpaper. So, we have... One week more. One week more. And that will be enough. It is the strangest yellow, that wallpaper. It makes me think of all the yellow things I saw. Not beautiful ones like buttercups, but old, foul, bad. Yellow? What? There's yellow all over your hands. No. I did tell you to be careful. It creeps all over the house. I'm sorry. I'll be more careful. Yes. Yes. I want to feel... Better? Yellow. I find it hovering in the dining room, skulking in the parlor. I want to get better. Hiding in the hall? And you will get better. If you do as we say. We? Lying in wait for me in the stairs. You aren't listening. She doesn't listen. Maybe we should call your brother. No! We're your family, dear. I really have discovered something at last. I think that woman gets out in the daytime. Is that you? Come outside! Are you me? I can peer out of every one of my windows. You! Hello! I see her in that long shaded lane. Hello! Always creeping. Most women do not creep by daylight. Dear! I always lock the door when I creep by daylight. Are you okay? It must be very humiliating to be caught creeping by daylight. Over here! John is so strange now. I don't want to irritate him. I wish he would take another room. Please, help me! Watch out for the bed. I have to escape. Watch out for the bed. You! <laughs> you! Please, come back, my dear. Watch out. I'm not finished with you. 
two more things. You're not well. No! There are only two more days to get this paper off. Stop! Dear? Go away! I believe John is beginning to notice. John will return. Please, you must. Keep the door closed. Stop! I don't like the look in his eyes. Dear? She's asleep. She sleeps all day. I can sleep with her if you don't want to. The sly thing. I have to be in town tonight. You need to rest. Do you have your beta blockers? I'll be okay. Your heart. I'll be fine. Your heart. She can't be alone. I told you. I shall undoubtedly rest better all alone. Sleep. Let me be with her, John. She's yours to give. That was clever. For I really wasn't alone one bit. You know I can help. I've helped before. Did I ever have a choice? This is crazy. I pulled. You're shaking. Are you uncertain? Just let me- I pulled. Now you're shaking. She pulled. Uh... No! Before morning, we had pulled off yards of that paper. It was your choice. I can't. You did. Pure spite. (laughs) You're looking better. We go away tomorrow. We need to get you out of this room. No, I must stay. Yes. They go away tomorrow. But dear- The room, it's so quiet and empty. And clean. How could I possibly leave? How could you? I must get to work. I'm calling John. You do that. It was your choice. It will all be okay. An aberration. He'll be here soon. He'll know what's best. Just one minute. I want to astonish him. I quite enjoy the room. Now it's bare again. Lost herself inside. All the wallpaper is on the floor, and I've lost the key! Honey, open up! The paper sticks to the floor. It's horrible. Horrible! The pattern just enjoys it! (laughs) Dear! All of those strangled heads. And bulbous eyes. Waddling fungus growths just shriek with derision. Open up! No! 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 I am getting angry enough to do something desperate! Open up! You'll hurt yourself! To jump through the window would be an admirable exercise, but the bars are too strong even to try. God damn it! Sir, you must open the door. For us, for me. For your family! They're your enemies! But I wouldn't do that! Of course not! I know well enough that a step like that is improper! Yes, it wouldn't be polite. Dear. It might be. Misconstrued. (laughs) Misconstrued. (laughs) All those women outside. Inside and outside. I wonder if they came out of that wallpaper. As I did. Darling. John, dear. Yes? John, dear. Open the door, my darling. I can't. Why? The key. Yes? The key is down by the front door. Under a plantain leaf. Silence. All I ever wanted. There she is. She's headed toward the garden. I'm out. At last. In spite of you and Jeannie. And I pulled off all the paper. You can't put me back. But I... uh, I, You won't put uh, me back. Dear. My chest. John. John. 
<laughs> now, why should that man have fainted? John! But he did. No! <laughs> right across my path by the wall. You monster! It was your choice. So that I had to creep over him every time. <laughs> You've been listening to The Yellow Wallpaper, adapted from the Charlotte Perkins Gilman short story and directed by Edward Champion. Katrina Clairvoyant and Nicole Papadopoulos appeared as the woman. Zachary Glassman appeared as John. Devney DiMattia appeared as Jeannie and the Child. Pete Lutz appeared as the wallpaper. Michael Saldati, Charlie Sococcio, and Edward Champion appeared as the guests. Carol Jacobonis appeared as the GPS and the voicemail system. Belgius Felix appeared as Mary. Argeria Cahayas appeared as the nurse. This audio drama was recorded live with the principal performers in Gowanus, Brooklyn, and was sound designed, edited, mixed, and engineered by Edward Champion. The music was licensed through Music Fox. Sound effects were created by Edward Champion and sourced through Free Sounds. Special thanks to Jack Ward and the good folks at the Sonic Society for kindly inviting us on to the annual Summer Stock Festival. If you like what you've heard, you can listen to the first season of The Gray Area at grayareapod.com. G-R-A-Y-A-R-E-A-P-O-D. You can also follow us on Instagram at that handle. We are currently in post-production on the second season, which we hope to release later this year. This program is dedicated to the Me Too movement and to the women throughout history who have, up until now, not been listened to. Thank you for listening. A roar of applause from the crowd signals another successful end to a great evening at the Playhouse. Thank you so much to Edward Champion for his take on the classic tale, The Yellow Wallpaper. Please join me next week as the Sonic Summerstock stage hosts another great retelling of a classic suspense thriller from the Amigos and Electric Vicuna Productions. Until then, I'm David Alt. Thank you all and good night. And that's this week's performance for Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, performances, characters, and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society podcast and Electric Vicuna Productions. Any shows that continue their run must have explicit permission from all parties involved. The Playhouse theme was written and performed by Sharon B. Join us next week at the Playhouse for another classic performance. I'm your announcer, David Alt. Good night.
This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, I'm Persephone Rose, executive producer for Postal Roach and the creator of Emperor Pigs. I'm a huge fan of audio drama. And if you're listening to this right now, I've got a sneaking suspicion you might be too. So make sure your headphones are plugged in tight because you're going to want to hear this. From July 24th through the 26th in 2020, producers, directors, composers, writers, actors, technicians, and fans of audio drama are gathering together for the world's first international modern audio drama convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia. This is going to be amazing. If you like panels, there's going to be panels. Workshops, they've got them. Studio sessions, swag events, live performances, and most importantly, all your favorite creators are going to be there. You can get all the details and purchase your tickets online at www.madcon.com. That's M-A-D hyphen C-O-N dot com. See you at MadCon.